Today we're going to talk about what it looks like to rebrand your church. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hello, heroes. My name is Tom Pounder, and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders, and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I'm excited to bring back my friend Stan Rada. It's been way too long since I had Stan on the podcast, and I brought him back because he just rebranded his church. He moved to Kansas City about a year and a half ago, and they did some amazing things, but they just went through a rebrand. And we're going to look at what it took for him to do that. What's the process? How did he get people on board? What does it look like? And how can we be encouraged if we're thinking about rebranding our church or our ministry? And we're going to just look at his steps that he took and how it can encourage us today. So I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. But before he gets on and we do the interview, I want to talk about the church.digital. At the church.digital, we have a great site full of podcasts, blogs, resources, coaching, and cohorts that are designed to help you in your online ministry, whether it's just online ministry or whether it's metaverse ministry or digital, where you have a combination of in-person and digital ministry. What does it look like for you to do that successfully? At the church.digital, we can help, and we'd love for you to check it out. So go to the church.digital today and be encouraged in what you're doing with online ministry. All right, so now, without any further ado, let's get an interview with Stan Rada. All right, with me right now is my friend, Stan Rada, the friend who just abandoned me. I mean, he he left <laughs> me for Kansas City over a year ago, and now he doesn't like to talk to me anymore. <laughs> That's not true, Tom. That's not true. I still love talking to you. You text me TikToks. That's all you do now. That's all you care about me. TikTok. Well, listen, if you want to talk about that, we can talk about the stuff you send me on Instagram. And uh... <laughs> Okay, sh- you can't say that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. This all is right. my podcast, not your podcast. <laughs> Stan, I'm pumped to have you back on the podcast. It's Yeah, man. Long. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, things are going really well over here in Kansas City, man. I'm glad we could finally uh, just get back together on this thing. It's great. Yes, it's awesome. And and I threw you a curveball today to telling you that since the last time you were on my podcast, we do video and audio now. This is no longer just an audio podcast. This is both. Yeah, it's, it's, it's legit now. We're going big time here. We're going big. Big time. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I wish it was a big time. Um, all right. So, Stan, for anybody who does not know who you are and have not listened to my podcast for a number of years, you are one of the most frequent guests until the past year and a half when you abandoned me. But you were <laughs> one of my most frequent guests. Uh, just tell people who you are and what you do. Uh, yeah, so I am a, a lead pastor at Lee Summit Community Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. Uh, the abandonment that Tom keeps referencing is uh, a year and a half ago, I left uh, my my church in Virginia, my role in Virginia where I was, where I was on staff with Tom for and not eight, nine, ten years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, over 10 years, over 10 over years. Over 10 years. And uh, so, yeah, we were on staff together a long time. And uh, now I'm currently leading a church in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And I got to come out and visit you sometime. Yeah, man. Come on out. I'll treat you to the best barbecue in the country. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, I, I do like barbecue. Um, the best is here. <laughs> I bet you some people would debate you on that, maybe even fight you on that. Yeah, they, they could, but they'd be wrong. That's okay. 
<laughs> okay, so you you came in and now you're the lead pastor. Uh, yep. And so that how has that been going from when you went when you were a campus pastor? So you were the lead pastor this of this uh, campus, but now you're the lead pastor here. Have, were there a lot of changes or a lot of different things that you had to get used to now that, again, you're the lead? Um, yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, you know, probably the, the most obvious one and uh, simple answer is, you know, when you're when you're the lead guy and you're the one uh, trying to cast all the vision, you know, everybody's kind of relying on you for uh, information and details and schedules and um, just a lot of things like that to start making their own plans so the staff's kind of waiting on you to chart a course so that they can build their teams and build their budgets and get things set and so uh, there was definitely an increase in um not necessarily workload but i would say kind of the pressure of that workload just because so many people are relying on on me for some information and whatnot so it's it's been an interesting uh, year and a half kind of settling into a new pace of life. Uh, Kansas City also is very different from Northern Virginia. So one of the biggest transitions was um, trying to slow down a little bit in terms of just pace of life. Uh, so that's been an interesting transition as well. Um, yeah, so there's been some things like that for sure um, that are, are definitely different here than than they were back in Virginia. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, well, you, I, I, no doubt, again, you walked into a really good environment and a good situation um, with uh, at your current church, um, but changes, obviously, whenever you enter a new role, changes happen, and so you had to deal with a variety of different, working through different changes at your church, but one thing I want to focus on in this podcast is the, to focus on the fact that you just changed your logo, your logo at your church but also updated some banners and did some different things like that. What, what brought about that change? Like, why did you all decide to do that? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's probably a, about a nine month long answer. Um, when I got on board, my, my goal was to make no changes for the first year. I think that's one of those kind of standard ministry things. You're like, yeah, go in and learn for a year and get settled before you do anything. And uh, we started to, to do a lot with our, our vision. One of the things I looked for was a church that was already roughly um, on track with what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And once I found that place, I just wanted to be with people, no matter where it was, I wanted to be with people who were um, trying to go the same way I was. So what ended up happening as we, myself and what we call our lead team, um, the three or four of us kind of senior level staff, if you will, we've been really developing the vision frame, uh, developing core value language, uh, working hard at mission and vision and funnels and assimilation and all the organizational stuff and really trying to get us to a place where we have some clarity um, surrounding our vision and what we believe God's having would have us to do. And um, I really didn't have in mind to do anything with the logo or branding or any of the stuff. Um, I didn't like the logo that we had <laughs> when I got here. I thought it was kind of kind of cheesy looking, but um, I didn't really want to do anything with it, primarily because there were a lot more important things to focus on. But then as we developed the vision, um, we started to ask uh, some of our creative folks to help us with uh, telling some of the stories about the vision that was developing. Um, 
we started to ask them to help us uh, put some things together visually to try to tell the story of of kind of what was happening and what was going on and really what happened was one conversation led to another and a very creative group of people um, that i'm working with very talented uh here at our church they basically came to a meeting and said it really feels like it's time to rebrand like we need to tell the story of what's going on and it needs to look different mm -hmm. and i said um okay all right and that led to should we change the church name should we do this i'm like okay <laughs> like <laughs> i don't want to be fired just yet let's not change the church name uh but let's let's talk branding and let's just talk about what that means and so um, really, it was not something I necessarily set out to do. I really set out to chart the course for the vision and the mission and to get us chasing that. And then just kind of out from that flowed this story of like, hey, we need to find a way visually to tell people what God's doing here. And that led to this whole conversation of let's change the logo, let's update the colors, let's paint the lobby, let's get new signs, let's, and all of a sudden we were kind of off and rolling on this six to nine month journey of just updating things to tell the story. Dude, that's awesome. I, what I hear you saying again, is that it wasn't your idea. You didn't come in saying, we got to change all this stuff. I didn't like the, the way it looked, but we got to change. You focused on more higher level stuff. And what, again, I loved is that you let your creative people come to you with this idea. And that just shows like a, a great leadership right there where you're you're not closed fisted, but you're open handed and saying, you know what, we're going to just go with this as we go. I'm going to focus on this stuff. And then people brought things to you. They felt empowered, enabled. They felt that they could come to you and say, we sh we think about this. And I like how you were just open to it. Obviously, you didn't like the old logos anyway, so it was probably an easy sell. It was an easy win. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't have to sell me hard. But I'm, I imagine as you went to your church, okay, so so once they came, kind of brought you this process, how did, how did you present this to the church? Did your church have to approve this in some way? No, yeah, we, we don't really have that kind of a setup here, so we didn't have to do that. Um, some churches probably would have, but that's not, that's not our current environment. Um, so the way it worked for me was really thinking about it from the perspective of, um, early adopters, core people, uh, leadership principles like run with your runners. And so what we did was we started to just kind of trickle out the idea to a few key people. Um, another guy in our church has done some rebranding um, and marketing things for some pretty big companies in the country. And we brought him in and did this whole project with him to kind of work through a bunch of the language. Um, we took it to our elders and we said, hey, Here's here's kind of what's happening with the vision frame. Here's where we're going on a, as a mission um, as a church, and here's kind of what we're thinking about in terms of just what kind of visual do we want to share with the community that says who we are and what we're about. And our current look to the community does not convey the image of what God is doing with us now. So what we ended up doing was we we kind of we we just basically shared it with some small groups that way we had our staff on board 
elders and a few core people. And then um, I, uh, I had kind of strategically designed an on mission series where we walked through basically our strategic plan and core values. Uh, we just finished uh, here recently over the last week or so. And um, as a part of that series on our on our third out of fourth Sunday, um, we did a series on mission. Uh, where we just talked very specifically about how we believe God was inviting us to be a part of the mission. And we had been telling our church for a couple of months now, hey, don't miss September 25th. It's going to be a big day. We have a surprise. Like, it's going to be fun. We're going to do one service. We have this whole big thing. And um, so basically, they knew something was coming. Um, they saw us updating the paint in the lobby, uh, changing a few of the furniture kind of items just to update the whole look. Um, and we did a whole bunch of things with it, but basically on September 25th, as we unveiled it, we had a, a huge uh, celebration. We called it Community Day. We had one service. Uh, we had nine baptisms. Uh, we unveiled the logo. We told, we went through like our history and we found seven or eight people um, who had uh, who had been at our church and just had been impacted and were doing ministry as a result. One of those, as uh, Andrew, Andrew uh, Burke told from uh, We the Kingdom, he was on he was here as one of our worship guys for a while. So we have him on video just talking about what LSCC meant to him. So we did this kind of history of this is what God has done, and now here is what God is about to do. God is God, God is not done with our church. God is moving us forward. But here's these stories along the way. And then our, our founding pastor from 1988 is actually still around. He's a full-time missionary to Nepal, uh, but he's still in the area. So we actually had him do about a three-minute video where he talked about the core of the church from 1988. And, uh, and then basically we allowed his video to be the one that kind of unveiled this new logo. We did the logo, we did nine baptisms, and then we dropped 1,500 balloons out of the ceiling. And it was just a lot of fun, but that's how the congregation actually found out about it. it was a part of a huge day where we, you know, dropped balloons, had baptisms and watched the chiefs in the pavilion. So it was, it was a lot of fun. You had to watch the chiefs. Well, of course we did. <laughs> We're in Kansas city. That's what we do on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> um, what a buildup. What a strategic way to unveil all this stuff to, in a celebration. You celebrated the whole thing, but you were building up to it. Thanks, yeah. Stan, you're a better leader than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> we, we put out uh, like storyboard paper two or three weeks in advance. We let people write down favorite memories from the last 34 years. They got to put pictures on it. We pulled out old church directories told old stories. Uh, one of our missionaries we support was here one of the weeks. She was on stage sharing about her work. So it was, it was a really neat, um, it was work for about six to nine months. And then the build up to September 25th was about seven weeks long worth of announcements and videos and just really built up to this kind of big day. And, um, and our whole point in it was just to say, we're not doing a logo for a logo's sake. We're doing a logo because when people in the community ask you, hey, what is that? What's that about? You can tell them the story of our church, what God is doing here. And so it was meant to be much deeper than just, well, we're bored with a logo, so we're redoing yeah. it. You know, it was more than that. Dude, this is awesome. This is so encouraging. So if anybody's listening right now, I hope you're taking notes because this is a great way to kind of rebrand uh, and relaunch some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and you did it. Um, let me ask you this. Have, did you get any pushback? Any pushback from people? 
No, we um, we changed all of our external um, signage. We put um, tarps and stuff over them so nobody would see it leading up to the day. Pulled those day of, revealed them, and people loved it. They thought it was special and fun. Um, it made sense to them. I I think for changes like that where people give pushback is if they don't see the need for like the why. Mm. And so like, I mean, this, I don't know how many people are watching video wise, but that's the new logo. And inside of it is an L and an S for Lee Summit Community Church. And we strategically designed the repeating lines on purpose for our disciple making passion to see multiplication to multiple generations. We purposely designed it to look uh, kind of like Art Deco. So when you come to Kansas City, Art Deco is a really big thing here. You see it in the Kansas City Royals logo, the City of Fountains logo. Um, it, it really reflects who we are and where God has us planted. So the logo may not mean a whole bunch to you know people in New York or wherever, but to us, it means something because it's telling our story of what God's doing with us now. And so I don't think the church really had a negative reaction to it because they understood why it made sense to them. But if you just go around changing things just because you run the risk of people going, I don't, what's this all about? I don't know why you had to do this, but it made sense in this case because we were able to connect it to vision. Yeah, and and again, you had a lot of people involved in the process. Um, yes, it seemed like that. You know, the more people involved in the process, it's not just a stands doing this. Right. It's, hey, we are doing this, and we're working yep. on it. And I, I, as I'm like visualizing this of what you're doing, I, it makes me think of bar, um, uh, the the bar show on um, on one of the channels with uh, Tapper and how he redoes bar rescue how he redoes the bars oh, and yeah. changes it from one yeah. to another and he does this big reveal and everyone's excited. So let, let me ask you this, how, how has this, has this encouraged your staff at all? Has this inspired oh, them yeah. in some way? Yeah, I think it's been super encouraging for, uh, for the staff. I think like most churches, the staff here, when I came on board and uh, <clears throat> June of 21, they had been through a lot since March of 20. Um, and I think they were tired and uh, looking for clarity of vision and where they were going as a, as a staff team and as a church. And so I, as we established the vision and the mission itself, I think the logo sort of kind of came around at a decent time to simply give like some life to it. Mm -hmm. It almost was this like tangible visual thing that people could see and, you know, like in sticker form, get their hands on and go, okay, almost felt like, okay, we're going to be okay. Like we have a vision, we have a mission. God is still using us. He's not done with us. We're moving forward. And I think in some regards, that's been life-giving for people uh, just because it, it, <clears throat> it gives them the sense that again, God's not done with us. And so I think that was really helpful and um, has brought a lot of energy to staff. And I think even the people of our church. Did, did everyone on staff get a free t-shirt? Uh, yes. Yeah. Staff got free t-shirts. Yeah. That, that's, that's the one thing I like being a part of ministry groups and churches is I get a free t-shirt a lot, you know, all, but now yeah. all my shirts are like free t-shirts. I got to get different t-shirts. I, I told him, I said, listen, it, you know, these are going to be walking advertisements. We need, yeah. you know, four or 500 of them on the street and they need to be good quality because you want people to wear them. So we went nice. They're comfortable. They're high quality. They look good. They have our web address on the back. Like they're, they're sharp, man. They're top notch stuff. 
that's the one thing I like about Stan is that he's all about quality and <laughs> high quality. So, oh man, hey, amen. Stan, two two questions to to wrap us up on. Okay. Uh, first is what would you? Uh, how would you encourage someone right now if they're thinking about rebranding? What is a lesson learned that you had during this time, or just a thought that you had that you could encourage some other church or minister right now? Um, I I think my encouragement would be, um, don't necessarily start just from the brand or the logo just because. I think I would start with your vision and mission. Make sure that stuff is right. Um, if you're headed the right direction and you're looking for a visual way to tell that story, I think that's where you kind of could start stepping into this. The other thing I would do is I would definitely have um, some sort of core group of people who are helping you with that. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of senior leaders want to kind of fancy themselves graphic designers and, you know, they're going to run out <laughs> and, you know, kind of browse around or hop on Fiverr or something, you know, and download Photoshop. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't recommend that. Um, partly because uh, if you allow other people who are part of your church to do that and use their gifts in that way, it helps them build ownership of the ministry, helps them feel a sense of, of belonging, like this is their place. And so let them do that. Let them help build it, you know. Um, but yeah, kind of start there and just develop the story, develop the vision, develop the mission, really make sure that's solid. And if your elders are on board and you got some staff on board or a creative team on board, you know, just allow that that whole conversation to kind of just naturally develop. If you have to bring it up, that's fine, but you know, bring it up and see where it goes and um, just kind of let it naturally develop. If you push it too hard, um, it ends up becoming like a you thing. And um, yeah, and then it might, it might not go quite as well. So I would, I would encourage vision and mission first, and then definitely have a, have a core group of people that are running with you to develop it. That's, uh, that's great advice. Okay. So now here's the most important question. At the time of this recording, and this is going to go out in a few weeks, at the time of this recording, both of our teams, NFL teams, are three and one. Your Kansas City Chiefs just annihilated the, the Buccaneers. And oh, man, although, they did. Although the score ended up being a little bit closer, the, the game really wasn't close. Yeah, thankful for the refs to keep Brady in a game. Yep. yep, of course. Okay. And then my team, the Dallas Cowboys, are three and one, three wins with the backup quarterback. And yeah. Yeah, but there's there's nothing. It's gonna be Dak's team. But okay, so no, I don't know, man. So I just want your opinion. Are we going to see a Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl game? You know <laughs> that I don't know. That could be good. I could get on board with that. Cowboys defense is tight, man. It's, yeah, it's, but yeah, but that's what they said about the Bucks, and we just put up forty one yeah. on them. So I'm not worried about that right now. <laughs> I Mahomes when you, is when you have when you have your quarterback just flipping touchdown passes Ma, to other Mahomes players. is a magician out there man I'm not I'm more worried about our defense holding up all year that's what I'm worried about yep. so but Mahomes has got it on lockdown he's good okay so you're at three and one the Cowboys are at three and one this podcast will go out in a few weeks we'll see where we stand when this podcast goes out all right we'll see we'll see how we'll it see. goes um, all right, Stan, one last question is, uh, where can people contact you or reach you? Uh, you want to refer them to a website or your Twitter or what's, whatnot? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, social media wise on Twitter, uh, they can find me just at Stan Rada. Um, I, I do have a website where they can kind of become members and download free resources and primarily resources in disciple making. Um, it's forgen.org, F-O-U-R-G-E-N.org. Uh, since my transition to Kansas City, I haven't really updated that too much. Um, so don't uh, don't expect that to be, you know, bright and shining right now. Uh, but there are some free resources available on a blog and stuff like that. But uh, that's probably a great place to start. But don't you also have some sermon series that you're you're out putting out too right oh yeah i did start doing that tom that's pretty good that's a <laughs> good two, at least i know you had at least two of them done i did i i started to take some of the sermon series we were uh writing and uh put those together with all of our um basically building a sermon kit and so i have sermon kits available on forgen.org uh, where you can download um manuscripts outlines uh, bumper videos, screen graphics, some of them even come with social media graphics. So yeah, if you're a, especially a teaching pastor, um, a preaching guy, and you're, you know, looking for a little bit of a break on some sermon prep, and you just want kind of a strong series to plug in for four weeks or six weeks or whatever, um, you can go to forgen.org slash sermon kits, and you can browse a few of the sermon series that I've put online so far, and I, I plan to do more of those in the future as well, but yeah, and I, I don't say this lightly. I, I, I know I joke around with Stan a lot, but uh, Stan is a very gifted preacher. And so when I heard that he was doing sermon kits, taking some of his old manuscripts and doing, uh, again, we, I, I've been in student ministry for many, many years, and I love getting other people's curriculum and tailoring it to me. And so if nothing else, this, this sermon kit can help yeah. you give you some really good ideas from a really gifted preacher. So I would strongly encourage you to go to 4Gen. I'll have all those links in the show notes. No problem on that at all. Well, thanks for that, Tom. Yeah, the, the sermon kits are definitely designed. Take what you want, use what you can, get rid of what you don't want. You know, if it helps save a little bit of time so you can focus on something more important in a specific ministry season, go for it. That's what yeah. they're there for, so. They're definitely very good. So, well, Stan, as always, it's great having you on, and we will not wait another year and a half to get this done again. Yeah, make it happen sooner than that. I will. I had to track you down really hard for this one. <laughs> so, okay, see you, Stan. All right, see you, Tom. All right, here as well, what did you think of the interview? What encouraged you? What challenged you? What are you still thinking about in regards to rebranding your church or your ministry? Definitely hit us up at TA Pounders by Twitter handle at Stan Rada is his, or you can put it in the comment section below. I would love for you to do that as well. But we would love to carry on this conversation uh, with you. Stan's a great resource. He's been through a lot. He served in a variety of different positions, but as lead pastor, he's really brought them through this transition of rebranding. And I think it's a real great way for him to do that. There's a lot of wrong ways you can rebrand but he's not ruffling any feathers and he's got everyone on board and it became this huge celebration. And this is just a huge encouragement. So if you would love to get a hold of him, definitely, again, check out his information. Go to 4Gen uh, and get all those different resources he's got there, but also connect with him. He's a great resource to have. And we'd love to carry on this conversation about rebranding uh, online as well. So hit us up on Twitter. We'd love for you to do that. All right, here as well. Thanks so much for being with me today. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, go to the church.digital. It's there, and I've got some other blogs, and there's lots of other blogs there from other people too. But you can subscribe to this on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, I would love for you to do that today uh, as well. 
All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.